In just a moment, you will hear The Clock, presenting transcribed the premiere of a new thrill drama by Lucille Fletcher, the author of Sorry, Wrong Number, and other noted studies in suspense. Listen now to... The Clock. The American Broadcasting Company presents another in a series of dramatic programs, The Clock. From Hollywood, The Clock tonight stars two distinguished players, Elliot Lewis and Jeanette Nolan, and is produced and directed by radio's master of the art of suspense, William Spear. sands of time. Clocks. All over the city, clocks. Little clocks and big ones, new ones just learning to count. Old ones, old hands at the game. Clocks standing aloof from their owners, taking no part in their joys or sorrows. Their faces immutable, impervious. All over the city, the clocking needles, sewing the fabric of life and the death which must make room for new life. Stitching time, the clock, whose face shows no anger or delight or surprise. Because time sees all things. From the two-room walk-up flat on the lower Third Avenue, New York, where Mr. and Mrs. Bela Bozniak live over a second-hand clothing store, you can hear, if the Third Avenue elevator isn't going by, the chimes of the huge clock atop the Metropolitan Life Insurance Company building. Charlotte. I'm so sorry to be so late, but I overslept myself. I was dreaming. Breakfast is over two hours ago. Everything is put away. So, so, of course. But perhaps there's some coffee. I don't keep stale coffee standing around all day. If you want, you can make some for yourself. Thank you, Charlotte. Such a dream I had. Does my head ache? Do I feel depressed? Is there by any chance a piece of coffee cake in the house? No. Uncle Miklosh come by this morning. Uncle Miklosh? What do you want? He wants you to come down and make fresh potato salad. The boy from the high school didn't come. But I thought it was my day off. All what? right, all right, Charlotte. I will go. Just as soon as I have my coffee. Oh, what a dream. That's a terrible dream. Cannot seem to get it out of my head. Do you know what I was dreaming, Charlotte? Who cares? I dreamed I was being electrocuted. Electrocuted, Charlotte. Isn't that terrible? The water's boiling. And it was so real, too. I was in a cell, a real cell in a prison. White, glaring white, like a bathroom. I was lying on a cot with my hands behind my head when suddenly I heard these footsteps outside the door. Then I jumped up like a madman. And it came over me that the footsteps were my jailers. They were coming for me, to kill me. I was condemned to die. Will you hurry? Drink your coffee. I told them you'd be right yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, but the coffee's so hot. There's a cup for you, Joe. No. And then, these guards came into my cell and dragged me from the bars. There were four guards in gray uniforms. There was also a tin priest. Now, 
Everything was very quiet. Although the prisoners shot up. They watched me from behind their cell doors. I could feel their eyes burning at me. I could hear my feet shuffle, shuffle along the floor. I felt so weak. No, you don't. Have another cup. Give me that pot. But, but it would help clear my head a little. After a dream like that. Get your clothes on. That will clear your head. In a minute, in a minute. I'm just trying to remember. Remember what? Why they were electrocuting me. What I had done. Oh, what an idiot. He worries about his dream. Ah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it's silly. But that is the trouble with dreams. They tell you one little thing, and it is so real. But the rest of the story, they keep it to themselves. What, are you going to stand around here talking all day? No, no, I was just going. I'll be right down. Disturb you, Charlotte. You can't come in. I'm scrubbing this kitchen, and I don't want you making tracks across my I floor. I know, Charlotte. I wouldn't want to mark your nice, clean floor. It's only my coffee. Go down to the drugstore for your coffee. It, it's closed on Sundays. So? I told you when we were having breakfast. I know, but 8 o'clock. It's such an early hour for Sunday. And Uncle Miklos kept the stall open last night till 11. You didn't come home last night at 11. A little glass of beer at Kleinman's. Uh, Would you begrudge me that after I was on my feet till 11 o'clock at night? Please, Charlie. I don't feel so good this morning, either. Naturally, after Kleinman's. I'm not sleeping so good. Not all week. I'm having the same bad dreams. Yeah, all this sonic excuse. But it's true. Do you remember? I told you I dreamed I was electrocuted. I was in that cell. Well, every night now, for a week, I have been dreaming about that cell. So what? And in one corner, there's a bed. Two magazines, the Look magazine and the Hungarian Weekly. I can see them just as clear as if they were in this kitchen. Well, move those chairs out of the way. I want to scrub under the table. Don't, don't you think that's very clear, Charlotte? What clear? To dream all that. Every night. Ah, who cares about dreams? They're all the junk in your head. Ah, but it is very clear, just the same, to be there night after night. Oh, yes. Last night. Uncle Miklos was there, too. Huh? What? I mean, in the dream. He came to see me and myself. Wasn't that clear? I don't see anything so clear about that. Can you imagine Uncle Miklos giving me anything? That's a fine thing to say. Who brought you to America? Who gave you the job in the delicate I didn't pattern? mean that way, Charlotte. I meant... What did you mean? I meant... Well, Uncle Miklos is always so careful with food in the delicatessen. But, but in the dream, it was a very nice roast chicken in the dream. With plenty of breast and stuffing. Stuff and Uncle Miklos even had a bottle opener in his basket to open up the schnapps. He kept telling me to eat. Eat! Eat, Bella! He kept saying. Stuff yourself! I can hear how he said it. You only got another month to live. 
Lady. Maybe I should go to see a doctor. Huh? You should give me a thorough checkup. Maybe you should go to a fortune teller, too. There's lots of places you'll be glad to take your money. If you only got the money. Might be a good idea. Only you don't got the money. But, Charlotte... Will you keep your dirty feet off my nice clean floor? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Charlotte. I'll wipe it off. Oh, get out, will you? Go down to the drugstore and get yourself some coffee. by the radio in the middle of the afternoon yet. Well, what time is it? Four o'clock. Why aren't you in the store? I just came up here for a nap. A nap? In the middle of the day? Where is Uncle Miklos? Uncle Miklos went out. There was no customers. I was very tired. But if it is four o'clock, Uncle Miklos was coming back at three. So, Uncle Miklos was coming back at three? Now you're in a fine mess. A fine, nice mess. Well, maybe, maybe he's not back yet. Hey. And what's this bottle of beer doing under the sofa? What bottle of beer? So, that's why you were so tired. Why you didn't hear me. Why the radio was playing so loud I could hear it halfway down the street. Drunk. Oh, please, Charlotte. It was so hot. Mm. And I wasn't really drunk. I, I was only asleep. I, I was having a terrible nightmare. Where did you get this bottle? From Kleinman's? Oh, from Uncle Miklos's store? From the store. But I will, I will pay him back, Charlotte. Now listen to my heart. How <laughs> it's still pounding. How can a man wake up quickly when he's dreaming he's on trial for his life? Think of it. A thousand people looking at you and the judge with his black cap on and the jury standing there and then one of them getting up and pointing. And you hear the words? Clear, clear. Guilty. Bela Bozniak is Guilty. And is condemned to death. How many times do I have to tell you never to touch anything in that store that belongs to Uncle Nicholas? Charlotte, why should they say I am guilty? Because you are. You are guilty of stealing Uncle Nicholas' bottle of beer and cheating on your time in that store. Naps yet. Naps! Like a millionaire! And how do I know what other things you are guilty of? Maybe you steal from the cash register. Who knows? Maybe you stuff yourself full of bloodwash and pickles when Uncle Miklos is not looking. Maybe you insult the Charlotte. customers. What a, what a terrible thing to say. I know what I hear from Uncle Miklos. What do you hear from Uncle Miklos? Huh. Lots of things. But all I got to say to you, Bella Bosnakis, you better watch your step from now on. You better behave yourself. Why? Ah, you hide me. Uh, uh, no. It's no use, Charlotte. It's no use. 
I got to see a doctor or something. Oh, get out of that bed, lazy, good for Charlotte, nothing. Charlotte, I'm really sick. I must have a growth in my brain. Yeah, there's always something the matter with you when it comes time Nobody for voice. Nobody keeps on dreaming the same dream night after night. Nobody. With a normal mind in his head. Keep quiet. I don't want to hear about your dreams. Always, always, I got this terrible guilt in me. Like a pain. All night long, I'm running away. I'm hiding from people who are trying to catch me. So, so, so why do you run? Why don't you get caught? I am on the streetcar, riding under the L down Toy Avenue. There are lots of people. I'm squeezing myself tied up against the window, turning my face out. So no one will recognize me. I am pulling my coat collar up around my face and my cap down over my eyes. I am wearing dark glasses. I am running along the Lightstone Bridge. It's summer, a bright, glaring day. I am like a little black speck on the big steel bridge. And over my head, they are looking at me from airplanes. And under the bridge, they are watching me from boats. The automobiles are racing after me, honking their horns. Far, far ahead, at the end of the bridge, I see the man at the toll gate waiting to stop me. He's a tall man with glasses, a brown overcoat, bald. His name is Mr. Trainer. He... Goodness, please, Charlotte. Don't do that. Uh, maybe if the covers are off you, you will shut your mouth and get out of that bed. I can't. I'm too weak. Lazy, good for nothing. Get down! over to the doctor. So, you were over to the doctor. I wish you joy to the doctor. And what did the doctor do for you, millionaire? Nothing. Nothing. Three dollars he pays to the doctor for a visit, and the doctor does nothing for him. Wonderful. Dr. was not a mind doctor. It's for the stomach and the heart. He knows nothing about the brain. Oh, so now he figures that out. Dr. Stumfogel is not a mind doctor. Now... After he throws away the three dollars. He gave me these pills. Yeah, medicine already. How much do they cost? They're sleeping pills. I don't need sleeping pills. I don't want to go to sleep. So in this case, then, why did you buy them? I am them? afraid to sleep. Every time I sleep, there is that Mr. Toyner waiting for me again. He is everywhere. Beside the ash cans in the air shaft, on the fire escape, in the hallway behind the baby carriages. I even dream he's in the delicatessen. He's looking over the counter at me like a customer. He's hiding behind the herring barrels. Hey, give me those pills. You didn't take any yet, did you? He's even in Kleinman's. He's sitting there in the back room drinking a glass of beer and looking out the plate glass for me to go by. His face is green and red in the neon sign going on and off outside. Now green, now red. And sometimes I hear him whispering. That's good. It isn't a special prescription. I can take that back to the drugstore. You didn't even open the bottle. He whispers to somebody about me. He tells people what I have done. And I know it's true. I am guilty. Oh, oh, I am guilty. I'll go take them back to the doctor right now. But why am I guilty? What have I done? Charlotte, think, think. How could I be guilty? Is, is it because of Mama that I left her there hungry and never brought her over like I promised? But you yourself, Charlotte, said there was no room. And the money Uncle Miklos paid me. 
How could I have brought Mama here to starve? How could I have paid her both trips when there was nothing for us half the time to pay the rent? But maybe it is Mama, cursing me from the grave. Charlotte! Charlotte! Don't leave me alone, please. Charlotte! Charlotte, I I got good news for you, Charlotte. At last, I just slept. Huh. And the dreams, the bad dreams, have gone away. Two hours, three hours, I was sleeping, and there was nothing. Just sleep. Isn't that wonderful, Charlotte? I, I guess I'm cured, huh? You went out and left me alone. I was so tired. But I was afraid to sleep. I went to the park and I lay down on a bench. But the minute I closed my eyes, there was that Mr. Turner again with his face green and red. And then I went over to Kleinman. I had only two little beers. The pianola was playing. It was nice and cool and dark. Charlotte! Charlotte! What is it? Please, Charlotte! You're not that mad at me, are you? You scoundrel! You good for nothing, Charlotte! Please, what has happened? What has happened? You are fired. That is what has happened. Uncle Nicholas refuses to put up with you anymore. What? He's through with you. Do you hear? Through. There is a boy, a high school boy, working in your place full time. No, you. You mean making the potato salad too? Yes, making the potato salad too, and waiting on the customers. Now loafing on the sidewalk and taking naps and talking like a lunatic and getting drunk every other night. And now what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I will go down and speak to Uncle Miklos. Ah, he will go speak to Uncle Miklos at two o'clock in the morning. Yet he will speak to Uncle Miklos and get thrown out on his ear and go to the hospital and cause more expense. Uncle Miklos, he will get over it, Charles. Yes, that's what you think. You haven't talked to Uncle Miklos yet. But Charlotte... Two days. Two days. Yes, Uncle Nicholas couldn't go to Hoboken to see about the cheesecake. You were lying home, sick in bed. With what? With the fever, with the stomach trouble, with the bad leg? No. With dreams. Bad dreams, just like a baby. Oh, Charlotte. And we... where are you? When the customers are telephoning for the orders, they should be sent up right away. Upstairs. Sleeping. Taking a nap. And where are you Friday night? the busiest night in the store. Seeing Dr. Stumphogel throwing out your good money to a crack. And where are you today when Uncle Nicholas is going to play in the Interbrox Hungarian Checkers Tournament? Checkers Tournament today? Yes! I'm sorry, I forgot. Drunk. Sleeping. In Kleinman's back room. Never. I I wouldn't stay away on purpose, Charlotte. Uh, Yeah, that's all the thanks Uncle Miklos gets. After all, he's done for you. I don't blame him. 
He gave you plenty of rope. You should hang yourself. It's, it closed his eyes to plenty. Oh, I'll apologize. I'll explain to him everything in the morning. He's not unreasonable. After all, he's your uncle, Charlie. Too bad for him. He wouldn't let us starve, Charlie. Uncle Miklos couldn't. It's nine o'clock. How much longer are you going to wait to go down and speak to Uncle Nicholas? In a minute. I'm going right away. I just got to pull myself together a little. Yeah, I thought so. You don't talk so brave this morning, do you? It's not that. It's just... I'm sick. I got those same bad dreams back all over again. Sure, you got them. Whenever you got something to do you don't want to do, back they come. Wonderful. No, Charlie. I'm not afraid of Uncle Miklos now. I am afraid of myself. But don't think I'm such a sucker, Bella. I've listened to you complaining long enough. I don't fall for that same listen, tune listen, forever. Listen, Charlotte, listen to me just for once. Job can wait a few minutes. Oh, the job can wait, can that? <laughs> That's a new one, the job can wait. I, I have done something. Maybe... Maybe I did it in my sleep. Maybe I'm a sleepwalker. Maybe I climbed down the fire escape sometime and went into somebody's kitchen somewhere and, and committed a murder. I couldn't dream such things all by myself. Last night, I dreamed I just killed somebody. It had just made two o'clock. I was coming out of a window, climbing out over the sill. It was night. There was a fire escape with flower pots going down into an air shaft. I started to climb down. It was a long way to the ground. I crept down like a monkey. And as I went, I could see into all the dark windows of the flats. A man was eating his supper, and his radio was playing, and a baby was crying. And all the time, I kept holding my breath, afraid they would see me. Because upstairs, there was somebody... Lying in a room. White. Like a kitchen. Dead. That I had killed. Ah! Shut up. Lunatic. Shut up with that nonsense. Or I clap you in the crazy house right now. Now. Get downstairs, Uncle Miklos. And get that job back. You hear? Do you hear me, Bella? Did you hear what I said? Look at you. Shaking like a leaf. You're an old man already. You're not afraid of Uncle Miklos. Not much. You're afraid of everything. Afraid of your own shadow. Your own crazy dreams. A fine man I threw myself away on. A fine hero. <laughs> yes. What are you looking at me that way for? You don't think I can hit you, huh? You think I'm going to stand around here forever wasting my time on a good for nothing? You think I'm good only to wash your clothes and keep your house clean? You think I got no strength in my hands? 
I can hurt you worse than that sometime. Much worse. You get your life. Well, what are you standing there for then? Are you going down now? Or not? I am going, Charlotte. I'm going. of night. Making sandwiches. There's no bread for sandwiches. What you doing with that knife? I was just dreaming. He had another strange dream, Charlotte. Get into bed. Put that knife back into the drawer. I was dreaming. I was washing my hands. Charlotte, over there, in that sink. So, what? And they were covered with blood. I was washing this knife, too. <laughs> it was covered with blood, too. Yeah, and... And what's so... What's so strange about that? It was your blood, Charlotte. My blood? Transcribed from Hollywood, The Clock is produced and directed by William Spear, the master of suspense. And tonight starred Jeanette Nolan and Elliot Lewis. This evening's play was written by Lucille Fletcher. The Clock theme was composed by Bernie Green. Our musical director is Basil Adlam. Next week, same time, you will hear Kathy and Elliot Lewis as stars of... The Clock.
Who knows? You might be telephoned to name the new mystery melody for fabulous jackpot prizes. Be sure to hear it on Stop the Music tonight over this ABC station.